0: Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Uh, No vid chat tomorrow, folks. Tomorrow, Catherine Fitz and I are going to try, once again, to uh, record her second quarter wrap-up for the Solari folks, so... No vid chat tomorrow, and the vid chat is scheduled for next week. Cross your fingers that we will get out from underneath this awful, awful weather cycle that we've been having, really, since April. All right, I want to talk today more about the Russian coup attempt. Because there's three stories now emerging, three, if you will, memes, In the Western press as to what the coup attempt and and I'm putting quotation marks around coup because unlike a lot of people I don't the way I'm reading it I don't read sir uh, pardon me Prigozhin's actions as a direct attack on the Russian government but rather as a mutiny against certain commanders within the military chain of command But there are three things that are happening right now in Russia to consider when you draw your own conclusions about the article I'm about to read to you. First of all, General Surovikin has been arrested by Russian authorities. Now, Surovikin was the man that Putin placed in charge after the initial stall of the special military operation. Now, it's rumored that Surovikin was a kind of quiet supporter of Prigozhin but this could also be a, a presaging, a kind of purge of the command structure within the Russian military. Time will tell. Uh, the last time we saw a purge of the Russian military, of course, was under Joseph Stalin, and that ended up... Removing several competent Russian commanders so that when the Nazis invaded the Red Army performed very poorly Um, The next question the next thing that you have to notice is That the whole thing may have been some sort of loyalty test if indeed there are purges to follow in the command structure Now, one of the things that's also emerging as a meme is the idea that the quiet hunt for a replacement to Vladimir Putin has begun. And I would suspect that this actually began uh, perhaps as much as two or three years ago and is unrelated to the special military operation. However... I suspect that the recent coup attempt has given this hunt new life. Um, In my mind, there are a couple of top contenders. um, But we'll see how events play out. Now, the article that I want to talk to you about is an article by Pepe Escobar. Many of you are familiar with him the article's titled what happens in russia after the longest day and there is one specific thing mentioned in this article that i myself find myself in sympathy with because you'll notice that the end result of prigozhin's so-called coup attempt is that he ends up in exile in belarus And chances are he's going to take a lot of the Wagner group with him. Now there are some people and I count myself among this group that realize that that move from the southern Donbass all the way up to Belarus, north of Kiev, please understand the Belarusian border with the Ukraine is a short distance north of Kiev. So this means that under a pretense, you can transfer those forces to Belarusia. Now, there's another reason I think that we have to be concerned about this move. But I want to read you from this article because it's also the first indications of how the Russians are interpreting what happened. And not surprisingly, they are blaming the West... And in fact, there are people out there that believe that Putin and Prigozhin more or less staged a fake coup so that Prigozhin could offer himself to Western intelligence in return for a lot of money, and then after having got the money, reneged on the deal and turned the money over to Vladimir Putin. So in other words, folks, the speculations out there on this whole thing are running off the charts. But here's what Pepe Escobar says, quote, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov is cutting to the chase. He has reminded everyone that the hegemon's modus operandi is to back coup attempts whenever it can benefit. This dovetails with the fact that the Federal uh, Security Service, the Federal Naya Sluge by is actively investigating whether and how Western intelligence was involved in the longest day. President Putin himself could not have been more unequivocal, quote, They, the West and the Ukraine, wanted Russian soldiers to kill each other so that soldiers and civilians would die, so that in the end Russia would lose and our society would break apart and choke on bloody civil strife. They rubbed their hands, dreaming of getting revenge for their failures at the front, and during the so-called counteroffensive, but they miscalculated. Unquote. Cue to the collective West, from Secretary of State Anthony Blinken—we call him Blinken, Blinken, Plunken here—on down, frantically trying to distance itself, even as the CIA leaked via its trademark mouthpiece the Washington Post, that they knew about the rebellion. The agenda, this again is Pepe Escobar, the agenda was painfully obvious. Kiev losing on all fronts would be ritually buried by wall-to-wall coverage of the fake Russian Civil War. There's no smoking gun yet. But the fsb is following several leads to demonstrate how the rebellion was set up by the cia and nato the spectacular failure makes the upcoming nato july 11th summit in vilnius (laughs) which folks if you don't know where vilnius is it used to be part of pre-war poland i believe it's now in uh the territory of lithuania but it's a city uh over there in that area of yellow poland and lithuania Uh, an old old city so there's a nato summit in vilnius all right keep that in mind skipping a few paragraphs here in this article quote but now things are bound to get more serious lavrov once again pointed to the role being played by the ever-self-aggrandized Le Petit Droit Emmanuel Macron right up there with the United States. Quote, Macron clearly saw in the developments an opportunity to realize the threat of the Ukraine dealing Russia a strategic blow, a mantra NATO leaders have been holding on to, unquote. So just like Kiev and the collective Western media, Macron remains part of a single machine working against Moscow. That ties up with Putin, who stated of Macron's Sunday intervention that the entire Western military, economic, and information machine has been set in motion against us." And that's a fact. Another fact adds to the more ominous clouds on the horizon. This is very important, folks. Listen carefully. While no one was paying attention, a mini-Congress of national security officials took place in Copenhagen exactly on the fateful 24th and 25th of June. They were arguably discussing peace in the Ukraine. The chairman was none other than U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Present at the meeting were Brazil... Germany, the United Kingdom, France, Italy, Denmark, India, Canada, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, South Africa, Japan, and the Ukraine, and, of course, the proverbial Eurocrat of the non-sovereign European Union. Note the G7 majority, side by side with three BRICS and two aspiring BRICS members. Peace in the Ukraine means in this context the so-called 10-point Zelensky Peace Plan, which implies a total Russian strategic defeat, complete with the restoration of the Ukraine within the borders of 1991 and payment of colossal reparations by Moscow. No wonder China was not part of it. Yet three bricks, call them the weakest nodes, were there. bricks and bricks. Prospective members compose the six swing states, which will be relentlessly courted and or submitted to hardcore hybrid wars by the hegemon to behave when it comes to the Ukraine, Brazil, India, South Africa, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and Indonesia. So what's the nature of the hybrid wars? Listen to this. Quote, so welcome to extraterritorial sanctions, EU style, blacklisting companies from third world countries suspected of re-exporting banned goods to Russia or engaged in oil trade without taking the so-called Russian oil price cap into account. So all of that's background, folks, and by and large, I tend to agree with Mr. Escobar that it's mighty peculiar that the timing of these meetings is happening when they are. And if you read between the lines, I think what he's trying to suggest here is that the Russian suspicions of Western involvement in the coup attempt are not unfounded. And personally, I don't think that they are either. After all, we've seen the drone attacks, the bombing attack against Alexandrina Dugina. Uh, last year, all of these things require intelligence boots on the ground inside of Russia. So I'm not, I'm not too quick to dismiss the idea that somehow the West had its hands in this whole affair. But if it did, then there's something very odd about what's going on. And that oddness suggests that the West just got played. There are two final paragraphs I want to bring to your attention in this art in this article and here they are quote Prigozhin is also alluding to a deal with Belarus laying extra fog of war around a possible transfer of Wagner under Belarusian jurisdiction NATO is already terrified in advance expect more ballooning military budgets to be imposed at the vilnius summit next month in other words what escobar is suggesting and again i tend to agree that there's a strong possibility that this is what's going on the so-called exile of prigozhin and therefore of some wagner soldiers themselves to belorussia is not an exile it's a transfer of that whole operation and unit to Belarusian jurisdiction. Why? Well, listen to the next paragraph. "...Wagner in Belarusia makes total sense. The Belarusian army is not exactly strong. Wagner secures Russia's Western Front. That will raise major hell on NATO, even figuratively, and force them to spend even more astronomical sums. And Wagner can merely use airports in Bielorussia to, prus- to pursue its rebranded activities in West Asia and Africa. Unquote. So in other words, this was all calculation. And the idea of a coup attempt and a subsequent negotiated deal and exile is another classic Mascarova. It's a transfer operation rather than a coup operation now there's one final thing i want to bear want you to bear in mind about mr escobar's speculation here which i find to be possible okay and that is you recall that mr putin transferred a lot of tactical nuclear weapons to belorussia I suspect, therefore, that what we're looking at here is the careful placement of the Wagner group in that country for precisely the purpose of watching over and making sure there's an actual connection to the Russian state command structure itself over those nuclear weapons. Now, what this means, in effect, if if I'm correct in my... Corollary, or in my additional elaboration of Mr. Escobar's scenario is that those tactical nukes have been transferred. Please understand the significance of what I'm about to say, folks. Those tactical nukes may have been transferred to the private jurisdiction of the Wagner Private Paramilitary Group. So you may now have a paramilitary private nuclear power at work in the world. This would allow an interesting thing in terms of international law, because should the Wagner Group or any other similarly equipped paramilitary organization use nuclear weapons that have been placed under its care and protection by a state actor, then that cover gives the the state actor cover under law, plausible deniability, in other words, should something go wrong. Uh, I think we have just watched in front of our eyes one of the steps on the ladder of nuclear escalation that I mentioned was part of the thinking of Professor Kaganarov in that op-ed piece in Russia today last week. So lots going on here, folks. Um, This is one to watch carefully in the coming months. We could be dealing with a succession uh, hunt inside of Russia for the eventual successor to Vladimir Putin. We could be looking at a loyalty test. We are looking at possible arrests of Russian generals. But we may be looking at a very clever transfer of the Wagner Group outside of Russian jurisdiction into Belarusian jurisdiction and a possible transfer of tactical nuclear weapons to the Wagner Group. And that, again, that's got to give NATO all sorts of headaches. All right, with that, folks, we are calling it quits for today's news and views from the Nefarium. Thank you again, everybody, for being so patient during all the vid chat rescheduling due to weather, um, please bear with me. I'm still uh, trying to renormalize, to borrow the physicist's term, to renormalize my daily routine in the wake of the bad storms that, that ripped through my area about a week and a half ago. Uh, I'm right now struggling with a dying refrigerator on top of everything else. So, thank you, folks, for tuning in. We'll see you. There's my there's my little canine home security unit chiming in. So, say goodbye, Shiloh. Yeah, say goodbye. Well, now you're not going to say anything? You have to go outside? Oh, okay. All right, there we go, folks. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. God bless.